0: Long-time listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply.
1: I feel like there was something about the way we were talking about it that kind of played into this idea, uh, this mommy juice culture
0: that you're talking about. Right, but which I, I also don't like. I do want to ask a very specific question. Do you call it mommy juice?
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. (laughs) Sipping her wine. And we are live
0: from Austin, Texas.
1: Woohoo!
0: And actually having a grown up sleepover. We are. (laughs) I mean, literally. (laughs) We're in our Airbnb bedroom recording in our jammies, drinking wine. Having some wine time and recording, didn't I just feed you? It's true. We took photos so that you guys, you guys. could see. <laughs> took a little while. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for us, and yet we're still going to share them. We are. Because that's how we are. You know what, Megan? We have no shame. We really have very Me- little shame. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I think we have a couple of things we want to cover today in this episode, but... I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode about the invisible work of feeding our families and let me sort of vent and then also add it to the conversation. It is really helpful to know that I'm not alone, that every family faces it, even if the invisible work for some parents isn't food. Yes. It can be other stuff like it's laundry or it's budget (laughs) stuff. So if you're not already in our listeners group, you should join because there's a really great discussion going on around invisible work and the secret password for our Facebook group is whiskey not wine
1: no and we're (laughs) drinking wine I feel like this is kind of outing us because we do all this talking about whiskey and we both actually really love whiskey
0: we both do and we both actually love wine but you know what you'll never hear us call it what mommy juice no (laughs) (laughs)
1: You really, you're ready to tip our hand. You're, you're,
0: you want to get into this one. It feels like, I don't know, once a year there, there's an article that comes out either in like (laughs) favor or in defense of this idea of like, specifically moms, even though dads drink beers at playdates or they, like, get together with their kids. Totally. I mean, my husband only drinks
1: red wine. But
0: yes. But yes, right? My He's husband, terrible. I think... He's very refined. I think my husband is literally having a beer playdate with our neighbors tomorrow while we're here in Austin. What with time our of kids. day? Afternoon. Like, after my daughter's done with school, mm-hmm. but before dinner time. The other p- dad... His wife is also away for a work thing, okay. and so they're going to, like, get all the kids together, let them be rambunctious in the backyard, yeah, and drink beers. And you know what? They don't get any slack for it. Nope. But <sighs> moms get slack for drinking wine, or we get sort of praised. I don't know if that's the right word. The whole idea, it's glorification <clears throat> of wine drinking and moms. Okay, here's what I... But I think we play into it again.
1: I don't know. Like in last week's episode, I was like, and I start with me. (laughs) And I think we participate in the system. It's making me sound much more enlightened than I actually am. Um, I'm happy to blame other people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to pass the buck. I just want to say that for the record. But I do think that there is this way that we talk about being exhausted with our caregiving duties sometimes and it's like ah like let's have a glass of wine like i have found that i don't do it so much anymore because my kids are older and it's just it's exhausting in a totally different way yeah. to parent older kids but when i when isaac and oliver were younger and i'd have playdates with other moms It'd be like, uh, oh, and we'll just like drink wine because uh, we're so tired. We're so tired of hanging out with these kids. I feel like there was something about the way we were talking about it that kind of played into this idea, uh, this mommy juice culture that you're talking about. Right. But I, which do, I
0: also don't like. I do want to ask a very specific question, which it, and this is the thing that mostly gets me <clears throat> inflamed. Do you call it Mommy Juice? No, I've never called it Mommy Juice. I in my will life. never call it Mommy Juice no. in my entire life. People who call it Mommy Juice put up follow your
1: dreams <laughs> posters <laughs> like the one in our Airbnb, <laughs> which is really distracting it's, me. It's, I'm going to take a photo of it so that we can share it on okay. social so that people can share it. But no, I've never called it Mommy Juice.
0: Yeah. I mean, me either. And the idea that some parents are Especially in front of their children or saying like, no, you can't have this. This is mommy's juice or daddy's juice. It's a real point of contention for me. I haven't talked about it very much on the show or ever, maybe on the show. But my mom has 30, almost 31 years clean. And so I grew up going to AA and NA meetings in like church basements And that was how, like, drinking culture was modeled to me. Yeah. And so I have this sort of reverence for it that, like, it's sort of like how you shouldn't make up nicknames for your kids' private parts. Yeah. Because it creates this weird culture of shame if you're like, like, this is taboo. We can't talk about wine or beer. We have to give it a cutesy nickname. Yeah. So that's more my problem. I think mom should be able to let loose, but I think using that as a sales tactic is crappy, yeah. or a shaming tactic I is also crappy. think that assuming that every mom is going
1: to let loose by drinking alcohol is not in the spirit of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's just not very thoughtful to the fact that there are people out there who opt not to drink, even if they... Can or want, you know. Yeah, it's a whole, there's a
0: whole movement of, like, sober by choice. And we're seeing that as, like, a a health and, unfortunately, like, a diet culture trend, too, where people are abstaining because they feel like it. Makes them more fitspo. I can't believe I just said fitspo. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know what's worse. Mommy juice. Hell, hey, hey, I have a drinking game for the episode. Every time we say mommy juice. You or drink. every time we say like an
1: annoying social
0: media like mom You do phrase. realize most of our listeners are listening on Monday morning. Okay, they shouldn't drink. <laughs>
1: Spike your coffee. Drink your green tea. No, I don't know. Uh, How about we just play the drinking game? Okay. Every time we say an annoying. Fitspo. Fitspo. Drink.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's Um, it. That's all all the time I'm going to take up with my mommy juice gripe. Uh, For sure, people can send us DMs, emails at hello, didn't I just feed you? And we can start a conversation in our Facebook group. Or you can just leave us a great review about how much you love Mommy Juice <laughs> on iTunes. We really I love reviews. I think it's a good,
1: I really think it's a good conversation because I do think that we want to include, we, the capital W, we, want to include as many kinds of parents as possible. Yes. And you're leaving out a whole, you know population of parents who are sober, whether by they feel they have to be or by choice, whatever the reasons it doesn't even yeah, really or be- matter
0: because they have an addiction and they really do yes. need to abstain. Okay. I mean, cause you
1: know that I grew up with a lot of addiction around me as well and went to a lot of AA and family meetings and all of that. So I'm very sensitive to it, but because it wasn't a parent and it was a sibling, there was also a different kind of conversation that was happening Which was like how much, once he became an adult, he was, he started going, my brother, who is no longer with us, started going to meetings and rehab when he was in his teens. But once he was an adult, it was like, how much do we curb what we do around him in service of his
0: sobriety? Okay, not around sobriety, but you have almost teen sons- yeah. How much of that experience are you taking as you try to model responsible yes. drinking for them? Cuz I think that's what we're our listeners are here for, right? Like your practical advice or how you're fuddling through it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I actually took a very sort of like cavalier European approach for a while where I was like, "Oh, like let's just none of us are neither Mike nor I are heavy drinkers." Let's just, like, normalize it. And when Isaac and Oliver were little and we're like, can I have a sip? We'd be like, sure, Sure. you can have a tiny sip. But I've actually read research recently that said introducing young kids to alcohol at a young age, even a little bit, normalizes it and is not good. And that just, like, screens and other things, you should hold off as long as possible. And that everybody thinks the European approach is... It looks better on the surface, but that's partly because they've normalized
0: the rest much, of the culture. Yes. Yeah. Like a much
1: heavier level of drinking and that alcoholism is rampant there too. It just isn't as sort of like divided where it like stands out here in the United States. Cause we have a little bit more of a puritanical approach to like sex and food and drinking and all that stuff. Yeah. So when someone is really like a heavy user or a, Attracted to any of those things in any kind of serious way, it really, like stands. We're out like to you. Us. It's all or nothing. Yeah, exactly. When,
0: honestly, for parenting, I don't. Know, you'll you may agree or disagree. Most often, some version of the middle road is always what yes. works best, and it's very personalized to like what works well. Yeah, for your family and for your kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting. We sort of like pulled back from that. But also, as we get older, Mike and I also drink way less than we I... used to.
0: I hear, hear. I'm going to be wrecked from this one glass of wine. I mean, I just don't
1: really drink during the week at all. Yeah. Sometimes not on the weekends.
0: I actually was t- telling a girlfriend in Boise that I only drink when it's like in a social situation. Totally. And not because, not as like social lubricant, but I feel like I just don't have the appetite for it like when i'm at home and i'm in the sort of in and out of family life it's only like when i'm pulled out of my house and we're like in someone else's backyard or we're going out to dinner with friends even when we go out as a family i don't always order a glass of wine or a beer
1: but see now i'm gonna bring this back to the whole mommy juice conversation Mm -hmm. because sometimes that bums me out a little bit because it makes me wonder if like I'm not feeling like I want to have a glass of wine at home because I'm like, ah, oh, it's just going to make me tired and I'm not going to be able to do all the things I want to do or I need to do. Bringing me back to last week's episode of Invisible Work, I still do enjoy drinking a little bit more than I actually drink. I just don't feel like I can afford the fallout because I have so much on my plate yeah. all the time at home. And I'm just always home working either working on work or working taking care of the kids or working cleaning the
0: house or working (laughs) cooking dinner but can i ask a question which is aren't there other things that you enjoy that are like de-stressing the way a glass of wine is and relaxing that don't involve you drinking like you've really loved creating a workout routine this year and you even have said, like, you're such an extrovert that even just going out of, getting out of your house and, like, socializing with other adults can revive you in yeah. a way, too. And then you're not dealing with the actual physical fallout of drinking alcohol.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I've been, I've had a hard time finding this, sa- something that, like, fits yes.
0: that. That's as easy as opening a bottle of wine and,
1: yeah, and I sitting also, down
0: like, with it. And the ritual's what? good.
1: It's like last week's episode, you know, we're always going to talk within this framework of food, right? So like some people maybe didn't relate to the specifics because they don't love to cook the way we love to cook. But like you said at the beginning of this episode, maybe your invisible work is somewhere else. Yeah. But the general idea fits. Like we love to cook and eat and taste and flavors. Like they're really not, you're joking when you go, I can't make the noise. (laughs) I wish you could have recorded my uh, day started <laughs> doing it. So, like, cracking open a bottle of wine and, like, yeah. learning about it and matching it with your food. Like, it's just, I love that whole experience. And, like, if I could, if I had no, like, worries and I didn't worry about being tired all the time because of all the crap I had to do, I'd probably do it a little more and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I guess I feel... And this might be just like me revealing my judgmental side that I feel like the idea of enjoying wine for wine's sake and learning about wine uh-huh. and varietals and learning about certain food cultures through their wine or their cider or their beer, whatever it might be, is so different from then like bringing the screw top yeah. bottle of pink whispers. I to- totally <laughs> agree. To a 3.30 play date. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm so with you. And I just think we, we can do better as parents. Like modeling it as enjoyment is a lot different than modeling it as like a vice, a release from. Did you do that when they were little though? Did
1: I? Did you ever like bring a bottle of wine to a play date? And I most certainly did. I never called it mommy juice.
0: I never called it mommy juice, but for sure.
1: But, like, there were definitely afternoons where I was, like, I just need something.
0: Also, in full disclosure, there are times when my anxiety peaks in the afternoon, like, which it does. It's, like, usually right at that time, like, right before the kids are coming home and I feel like I didn't get enough work done. And sometimes, like, a glass of wine or a half a glass of wine is, like, the thing that, like... Brings me. That sounds so terrible. No, but like, it doesn't. It is the thing that like gives a little relief to my anxiety and lets me finish yeah. my day and then like be present with my family. I've also admitted on the show to day perf- preferring to day drink. Day drink. Okay. okay. I feel like we should get back. Let's do it. What to are we getting topic back to? at hand, which is. Sleepovers? Sleepovers. <laughs> do your kids do sleepovers? Uh, all the time. All the time. Yeah, I mean, now that they're older, it's, like, constant. Some parents don't. Some parents don't feel comfortable with a sleepover. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I not mean, one of them. We definitely have, like, it's a, like, there are certain kids. Yeah, you have to sort of, like, level up to sleepovers with you. Yeah. like, you go to their house. They come, like, the kids go to your house. Totally. Then back and forth, and you, like, get to know the families and see the homes. Totally. Before you do sleepovers. Totally. But my kids are seven and four, so the seven-year-old is more the one doing occasional sleepovers. And the four-year-old is like, what, oh, yeah, what no. is that? Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I would say seven is when they started. And both of my kids started on the later side. And they still, I would say, like, Isaac has slept over. Oh, I don't know. I'm approximating. Like, there are, like, three or four guys whose homes he, like, sleeps at regularly. Like, that's it. You know, it's, yeah. like, a small little group of people. And, like, you know, it's the same thing who come to our house. And same with Oliver. Oliver's a little bit more freewilling. Wheeling. He'll, like, he'll sleep wherever.
0: He's like, hey, where's the party?
1: He's going to be drinking
0: daddy juice any day now. <laughs> okay, um, but what do you serve for a sleepover? We got, you've got two feeding a little crowd, a small crowd of kids, obstacles. You've got dinner the night of... And then snacks, like popcorn, candy, yeah. and then breakfast in the morning.
1: Yeah. So it's very funny because Isaac gets a little bit micromanagey about what I serve because he's afraid that my food is too highfalutin. What? Yeah. He's like... I serve a vegetable at every meal and like we'll have arugula salad with Parmesan and I don't know. I feel like it's normal stuff or like fennel salad and he's like, keep it basic. So he usually makes requests and it's pretty simple. Like pasta with meat sauce is a big request for both of them. Yeah, I know. And that always goes down. They love that. Nachos, refer to our nachos episode. Yep. Still one of the most popular episodes. Yes.
0: Huge winner. (gasps) Which we should, can I go like on a little tangent? Yes. Cindy Ray, who will include her Instagram handle on the show notes. She's She has a blog called Hungry Girl Porvita. Mm-hmm. And she writes for Simply Recipes. Mm. I saw her over spring break and she was like, you guys, you got to update the nacho recipe because you can add water to the refried beans and pour them on as a sauce if you want to use refried beans genius so smart it's genius so anyways maybe the next we update to nacho episode okay you can use refried beans I love it maybe I'll try that the next play date next next play date sleepover
1: um but I like to do you know I mentioned this in that episode the half sheet pans or the quarter sheet pans and like each kid gets their own we put out the fixings um, pizza, obviously, obviously, no brainer. We need a pizza episode. We do need a pizza episode. Yes. Obviously. What else do we do? Um, spaghetti and meatballs. That's kind of a different version of pasta and meat sauce. I mean, this. oh, and then like tacos. Oliver always wants like classic, like beef tacos, like hard shell ground beef. I'm with him. And then Isaac likes like shredded chicken or shredded pork like I'll do um I think I have a link in one of the show notes but um pork in the instant pot yes just yes, like, like the really carnitas easy, yeah carnitas in the instant pot like just plain like that and soft corn tortillas and fixings and he always wants it to be very plain and very like make your own like put the parmesan on the side mom like put fixings that out is one for one of people. those like
0: secret smart things when you have sleepovers Is that you should make as much of it build your own as possible because then it becomes another activity that keeps them from absolutely destroying your house.
1: Um, And from thinking that you want to poison them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which episode is that in? I don't know. There's a great story
1: about a friend who came for
0: a play date. And let me know that she was worried I might be poisoning her. Stacey, before we jump in, I have a really funny story I want to share. Tell me, tell me. I'll be so quick. Okay. We just had a friend, one of my daughter's friends, over for a play date recently. And they they came back from a Girl Scout event around lunchtime. And everyone was hungry. So I made lunch. I made grilled cheese and like a veggie fruit platter, kind of snacky thing. And I set the table, and my kids sat at the table. Our playdate sat at the table. Brian, my husband, sat at the table. And then I ran downstairs to get more paper because we were all coloring. And our little playdate friend followed me downstairs, and she said, "Um, I I want to tell you something about why I can't eat the lunch that you made." It's like, oh, okay trying to take her as seriously as possible. She's like, I recently listened to an episode of a podcast about poison and (laughs) I can't eat the lunch that you made for me because I'm worried that you might be trying to poison me. Oh my God. You guys, I literally like, I tried to keep the straightest face possible because I just like how do you even respond to that what did
1: you say I was I
0: literally was like well um to be clear I'm not trying to poison you everyone is eating the same lunch <laughs> and, and I said honestly I'm not really sure like if I should offer you something else because how would you know I wasn't trying to poison you with something else and she was like that's a really good point So <laughs>
1: well, you really just got to let her put her own food yeah together. make your own
0: food girl
1: <laughs> So, what do you do? What do you make? You probably do all kinds of like really cute things. I mean,
0: we love doing the individual pizzas. Yeah. Like make your own pizzas because that's a big hit for friends. Like, and we can include Emmett and then Ella's yeah. like sleepover buddies. Snack platter, yep. which we've talked about as like a quick meal before. Pigs in a blanket. Oh, Even that's though a I good one. don't love. Hot dogs in general. Uh, I know. Which I've talked about before. I do do pigs in a blanket with just like puff pastry <laughs> and sausage. Actually, I have a recipe for them on um, the kitchen. And you make them instead of like the mini ones where you have to wrap up a million of them. Little smokies. With the little smokies. You do the full sausages and wrap them, bake them, and then cut them up. Nice. You might also refer to them as sausage in a Snuggie. in a blanket. I like it. I mean, it's a sleepover. It is Sausage a sleepover. Sausage <laughs> <laughs> So cute. What else? Sometimes I double up and do breakfast for dinner. That's a good one. Like pancakes or waffles and bacon. Oh. I feel like that's really easy. Totally. Burgers, because that's one of Ella's most favorite things. We can do like pretty basic patties and yeah. then just let everyone top their own and do like oven fries that's or a really good tots. idea. Yeah.
1: The problem is for us, we live where Shake Shack can deliver to us. And if I mention burgers, everyone's like, oh my
0: God, yes, go order Shake Shack. but okay, well we should talk about that because sometimes the fun of doing a sleepover is like getting something delivered. Oh, yeah. Whether it's pizza or we have in Boise, and I'm sure you have them in Brooklyn, like cookie delivery places where oh, you can I'm get sure warm do, cookies oh my delivered. God. That's genius. It reminds me, I should send that to my kids this week while I'm gone. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're <laughs> No, okay. Go on. Go on. But you get that delivered. Yeah, that's fun. Or just even doing like Chinese takeout where you can get some yes. like veggie fried rice and get egg rolls. Good idea. I think it's fun for sleepovers. Um,
1: definitely Shake
0: Shack. Everybody
1: gets excited about Yeah.
0: Because it's like... I mean, isn't sleepover food at its heart the most fun food you can have?
1: Yeah, I think so. And for us now, it's also about, like, so many snacks.
0: Please, though, tell us, what do you serve for breakfast, especially with two hungry boys plus their friends?
1: Always pancakes.
0: Always pancakes. Always pancakes. And Oliver makes them.
1: Now he does, but it used to be me. And one of them lives in a home where his mom is gluten-free. And when I served the pancakes, he literally went, mmm Gluten. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really cute. I was like, "I, I know it's good stuff. I just want that." It's good out as a sa- stuff. As a sound clip. Mm, gluten. <clears throat> gluten. Yeah, we just do pancakes yeah. all the day. What do you do? I mean, is there really anything else? I guess you could do waffles, but whoa! Oh no! <laughs> are you are
0: you anti waffles, Stacy? I just think waffles are. A pain in the butt. Okay, wow. We might disagree. It might be the f- third time in Didn't I Just Feed You History. Uh, I think
1: this is another episode
0: in the making. I think they're a pain in the butt. But they're so much better than pancakes. They're so uh, much better than pancakes. There's like I all mean, the crispy yes. nooks and crevices for the syrup and butter home, to settle
1: in. I've had three waffle irons. I've spent increasingly more... <laughs> money on each one because I'm like, I will get the one that will work. And like I never get the right ratio of crispy outside soft inside. And also I'm the waffle maker. So by the time I get to the waffles, they're all soft. Okay. And I'm like, this is Let's not Let's fix it, Stacey.
0: Let's fix it. How? how one thing is Epicurious did, well actually this really great writer who is also a mom, Sarah K. Sarah, I'm going to not butcher your last name for the sake of all of us. And we'll link to it in the show notes. She has done, she tested all the waffle makers and there's one. Okay. It's high dollar. Speaking of things I only say because I've been with my husband who's from North Carolina. High dollar. High dollar. It's high dollar. <laughs> I was like, high dollar. <laughs> high dollar. Um, but it's like the waffle iron that you buy once and you buy it for life. It's an all clad. And then, Ina's overnight waffles. It's the goat, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, oh my God. I'm embarrassed, I'm <laughs> embarrassed. I would drink, I would drink, because
1: of our game,
0: but. Um, I know, I feel like our wine glasses are almost empty, which might mean it's, it's almost time for the to end be done. of this episode.
1: Uh, I will just say that for Make It Easy, <laughs> I did a so 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 much research yeah. on waffles. And I feel like I feel like I did it all and still like even with the right recipe Something is missing and for me maybe it's just that I need waffles to be served to me at a restaurant. All right. I don't know. I mean, you know, do you have dishes like that? I'm going to let you have
0: that. Yeah, I feel like eggs benedict is what I think of specifically. Like I know how to make hollandaise sauce yeah. and eggs, but like by the time I get through that process, I don't know if I want to eat it. I want someone else to make it for yeah, me. Yeah.
1: There's just something about waffles that just isn't the same to me at home. But anyway, okay. So you make
0: waffles for the kids sometimes. A pancakes are great. I love pancakes. Um, sometimes it's fun to just serve breakfast cereal. We talked about this in the brunch episode, like how fun it is to sometimes just serve breakfast cereal you and know give what choices.
1: We used to do when we, we used to um, share a country house and go on weekends and summers with other, uh, another family. And then sometimes we'd invite a third family. And when all the kids were like, I don't know, just a little bit younger, this was like three or four years ago, we would want to sleep late and they were just like, the older kids were just old enough to like help deal. We'd like leave everything out on the counter with a note. It'd be like bowls, cereal. And like, so they didn't have to reach for anything like bananas, cups. And we'd write a note, milk in fridge, don't wake us up. (laughs) And we'd all like, all the grownups would stay up late drinking and like hanging out and talking and then we'd be like make your own breakfast and we'd wake up in the morning and they'd be full and there'd be cereal all over the floor and like but all you over got the counter sleep. we got sleep they had fun they felt like they were self-sufficient and it felt like a fun sleepover thing like
0: a win 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 yes yes totally i feel like totally. we should
1: wrap it up right there with, with a win-win-win? With a win-win-win. I actually have a question for you. Always. I know. Never going to wrap <laughs> it up when you want to wrap it up. Sprinkles in pancakes. Talk to me about how you do it so that it actually doesn't just look like a weird, like, swirly mess of color that just turns gray, ultimately.
0: I don't put the sprinkles into the batter. Okay, I put pour the batter into the pan. Yep. And while the first side is cooking, I sprinkle. Yep. And then I flip.
1: And then don't they get, like, because then they're kind of, like, right on the surface. Sometimes
0: they do get kind of burned or melted. Yeah. But you could always, like, pour half of your batter. And this is where I'm going to admit something really weird. I have, I, you know me, I like to think I'm a kitchen minimalist. But I have one spoon and it is the pancake spoon. I actually think (laughs) That it is a coffee scoop has like a really ridiculously oh, long handle yes. and like a two tablespoon yes. Yes. disher totally silver dollar pancakes they're like the perfect size yeah I use them but so uh, to get to the point of pour half of the batter yeah. then sprinkle and pour the rest of the batter on but right I on top on right on top of the sprinkle so this the middle are pancaked in the pancake yes yeah
1: that's what Sandwiched I want to try in the
0: pancake yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Pancaked or sandwiched. Yeah. All right. I'm glad. say that. It's a win, win, win and sprinkles. Now we can
0: <laughs> What do we say at this part, Stacey? I don't know. Oh. Oh. Find us as didn't I just feed you on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. The answer to the secret question is whiskey. Um, also, we're taking suggestions for a new secret password after this episode. Yeah, par- something more inclusive. Yeah, and also because people can't seem to find the secret question answer, and they don't. <laughs> I won't let you in. I won't let you in if you don't answer the question. It's true. She will Make a guess if you're not sure, even though the answer is whiskey. But still, we hope you'll give us a good review, <laughs> because more importantly,
1: we would like you to disappear. <laughs> to subscribe to didn't i just feed you so you don't miss a single episode and really about those reviews we read every single one we love them so much and they mean a lot and they help other parents find us so thank you so much if you've written one and if you have not please do you'll make us very happy
0: Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy Enns, Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative, who I'm sure are really happy we clinked our wine glasses (laughs) so often and laughed so loud in this episode. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed till next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families.
1: What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, well, um, oh, a fish eyeball.